there! Welcome to the Healing Unscripted podcast, where we talk about all of the complicated, beautiful, infuriating aspects of healing. I'm Megan, and I am so glad you're here. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, I am so glad you're here listening to today's episode of the podcast, because I definitely want to hear your thoughts about today's topic, which is trauma and the highly sensitive person. So... Some weeks I come on here and I talk about things that I've researched or obsessed over or just thought about for years and years, so I feel almost like an expert on the topic and I have a definitive opinion on things. That is not the case at all today. I am a highly sensitive person. I have experienced trauma, I think, and I have a feeling that the two are connected in a bunch of different ways. That's really all I'm going on today. (laughs) I'm just talking my way through some of my ideas about high sensitivity and trauma based heavily on my own experience, and I'm not at all sure that I'm right about any of this. So if you have a different point of view, please, please, please DM me on Instagram at HealingUnscripted, or you can email me at Megan at HealingUnscripted.com so we can chat about it. And I'll put my handle and email in the description for this episode. I'd be happy to make another episode on this topic with input from all of you. Uh, Okay, so that being said, here's the main idea I'm parsing through today. I believe being a highly sensitive person makes you more prone to experiencing trauma. I don't think it has to be that way. Like, I don't think the genetic trait for being highly sensitive comes with another genetic trait for trauma or something. But given the society that we live in, I have a feeling many highly sensitive people experience what's called little t trauma and don't realize what's going on for years. They just think their trauma symptoms are part of their high sensitivity or something is just wrong with them. So, sorry, I'm getting way ahead of myself. (laughs) First, we gotta define some terms. So if you clicked on this link, you probably know what a highly sensitive person is, but just in case you stumbled here on accident, highly sensitive people have a biological trait for high sensitivity that's found in about 20% of the population. So it's not a disorder, it's just a trait. Um, And the best way I've found to explain what it's like to be highly sensitive is the acronym DOES, D-O-E-S, which stands for Depth of Processing, Easily Overstimulated, Empathy, and sensitive to subtleties. Basically, while emotional sensitivity is part of the the equation, um, it's really so much more than that. Like some HSPs are, HSPs, highly sensitive people, are sensitive to visual or tactile stimuli and aren't actually all that emotionally sensitive, while other HSPs like me pick up on the slightest shifts in emotion and energy around them. So since 20% of the world's population are highly sensitive, we're a pretty diverse group uh, and we all express our high sensitivity differently. But the gist is that the world often feels like it's just too much in some way or another. Okay, so now let's talk about trauma. (laughs) What comes to mind when you think about trauma? If you're like I was a few years ago, you probably picture a military veteran or a sexual assault survivor. You probably don't picture a sensitive little kid whose parents just don't understand why she cries all the time. You probably don't picture someone being yelled at by their boss in front of their coworkers. 
You probably don't picture a single mom staring at a table covered in bills at 3 a.m. trying to figure out what she's going to do. And yet these can all be examples of something called little t trauma. Little t trauma is a non-life-threatening event that nonetheless leads to a trauma response. So even though they're called little, these traumas present a very big threat to a person's sense of self or security. But not everyone is traumatized by the same things. So, like, even though many veterans have PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, but some don't. And plenty of people get yelled at by their boss and aren't overly phased. So that's why we need to define one more term, which, (laughs) now that I think about it, we maybe should have started with. But uh, let's talk about what trauma is exactly. So trauma isn't just when something bad happens. Trauma isn't really about the thing that happens at all, technically. Instead, it's all about our response to the thing. So if something bad, scary, or life-threatening happens and we're able to accept it as part of our reality, then that event isn't traumatic. It's terrible and hard and upsetting. But our brains know that it is just one thing that happened to us, and it doesn't develop a bunch of protective mechanisms around the event. But on the other hand, if we experience an event and we are unable to incorporate it into our daily reality, as in, you know, something happens and it's just, it's so painful to truly accept in your heart of hearts, then that event is traumatic. That's just how trauma works. It's not necessarily about the event, it's about our reaction. And that reaction isn't within our control. There are a few protective factors against trauma, like having a supportive network to talk to or having some knowledge of trauma and how it works, but those things aren't guaranteed to prevent trauma. So I don't say this to make you feel hopeless, like there's no way to protect yourself. I say this to show you that trauma can happen to anyone. Therapists still experience trauma. Mentally strong people experience trauma. Even though trauma is less about the event and more about our brain's reaction to an event, it's still like completely out of our control and it can happen to anyone. You're not weak for experiencing trauma. So along with the protective factors that might help prevent trauma, there are also risk factors that could make trauma more likely. So that's where my theory about trauma and the highly sensitive person comes in. I think being highly sensitive in most cases is a risk factor for trauma. So part of me wants to tell you a simple story about how I was a very sensitive kid and completely normal things happened in my childhood that ended up traumatizing me because of my high sensitivity. But some recent work in therapy has taught me that that story is actually part of my trauma response. It's me taking responsibility for the traumatic things that happened to me instead of accepting the reality that those things happen to me, regardless of my sensitivity, and would still have been upsetting and wrong, even if my brain hadn't interpreted them as trauma without my high sensitivity. Basically, I'm learning that my sensitivity is not an excuse for people to treat me badly, and I don't need to dismiss and invalidate my experiences just because I'm highly sensitive. But that doesn't mean my sensitivity isn't related to my trauma at all. It's complicated and weird, and to be totally honest, I haven't come to a lot of solid conclusions about all this. It seems clear to me, at least in my case, high sensitivity is definitely related to trauma and probably makes trauma more likely. But I'm also learning to accept that my trauma isn't my fault because of my high sensitivity. 
So do you have thoughts about the connections between high sensitivity and trauma? DM me, email me. Again, it's in the description. I definitely want to talk about this topic and hear what you all have to say, uh, especially if you're highly sensitive yourself. If you're not sure if you're a highly sensitive person, I've also included a link to the official quiz in the description of this episode, so just check that out. So as always, we're going to end the episode with a guided meditation that will end quietly. So first, I have a few quick announcements. As always, I want to say thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love making this podcast. It is so fun. And I'm so touched every time someone reaches out saying they enjoyed an episode. So if you like the podcast, make sure to follow it on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, second, I just want to remind you that the Holiday Anxiety eCourse is only available for about 48 more hours at the time of this recording. So the doors close on Monday, November 16th at midnight. So if you're ready to ditch holiday stress and actually enjoy the holiday season this year, make sure you get it before then. Okay, so that is all from me. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the meditation. As always... Let's start with a nice, deep belly breath. Inhale for three counts, then hold it, and release for seven counts. Trust your breath telling you that you are safe. Now I want you to picture a young sapling sprouting from the ground a few feet tall with supple twiggy branches and a few sparse leaves, yellow-green with newness. Picture its roots. Even though you can't see them, you know they are far more impressive than the twigs and leaves. The roots extend deep underground, spread out wide, absorbing everything, taking it all in. This sapling isn't sick or weird or broken because it has such a complex root system. This sapling is just unique, different, but not in a bad way. Sometimes the widespread roots pick up nutrients the little sapling would miss if it contained itself to one small area. Sometimes the deep roots absorb water not found closer to the surface. Even though you can't tell just by looking at the sapling, it is strong and resourceful and beautiful. Now I want you to imagine a small drop of poison being added to the deep water. I want you to picture the nutrients at the root's farthest reaches being eaten up by something else. A tree with a smaller root system might not be affected. It wouldn't drink from the deep water. It wouldn't rely on faraway nutrients, so it would be fine. But our sapling is not fine. Our sapling is sick and neglected. Its leaves turn a sickly brown. Its twiggy branches droop. Ask yourself, Do I blame the sapling for how it's being affected by poison and a lack of nutrients? No. No, of course not. It was doing its best. It was resourceful and deep and beautifully sensitive. It doesn't matter that other trees wouldn't be affected like this. This tree, our little sapling, is. And that's okay. The same complicated root system that led our sapling to the now poisoned water will adapt, will find clean water again. The far-reaching roots that found extra nutrients that have now disappeared will reach further, will find something else. The leaves will be yellow-green again. 
we will be okay again. Peace be with you.